You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 129. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. Hopped right in there and stole the number. It's I did. A nine. nine are my favorite numbers. I like saying the nine. Well, it's your episode, so I mean, you're going to be getting all the airtime. That's true. I'm just saying. So, what's been happening since we talked last? Uh, man Cub. Uh, yes. So, Man Cub graduated. I'm so weird. In shock. He he graduated. Um, and I'm, I'm super proud of him. He's actually accomplished a lot. Um, he got, uh, a gold bar award for academics and, um, it's academics and extracurricular activities. Um, and he also got a medal from doing the program that he's been doing. And, uh, more importantly, he got a scholarship to the college of his choice. I mean, that's, I was, I was moving Yeah. And he applied to the college that he wanted. And only that college. And only that college. And I don't recommend that. It's not a good move. But he applied to that college. And not only did he get in, but he got a really good scholarship to go there. So Uh, um, definitely use that as like a gratitude lesson for the teenager. Like how many people can say they applied to one college and not only did they get accepted into the only college they wanted to go to, but they got almost a full scholarship. I mean, like, it's, yeah, it's insane. So proud of him, though. And I am proud of you because you were, like, super mom with COVID and graduation because where we live, let's just say they, they got they, yeah, they 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 made a number of choices around the graduation that weren't in line with like let's just say like CDC guidance or <laughs> common sense or yeah anything like to the point where the teenagers like I don't want to go to my own graduation this is so stupid um, like that bad and you were a super mom though because you made made graduation happen for him in spite of in spite of that and quite frankly it's a graduation that I was jealous of because uh my graduation was not nearly that good also I didn't know if I was going to graduate because I skipped so much class <laughs> but other than that his graduation was way better so what we did was we actually locally there's a a movie theater like five minutes from our house yeah that is because of covid um they were allowing folks to rent out the movie theater like super cheap like cheaper than getting a few people in to see a movie yes super 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 cheap um they still do it and they're still going to continue to do it 
but not as cheap now. They're starting to raise their prices on it. But uh, we were able to lock that in and invite some vaccinated friends and family to come to the theater. And we all watched uh, Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong, which was actually pretty damn good. It wasn't bad. Um, so we watched that with the family and everything. But before the movie started, we told him before going to bring his cap and gown and stuff so he could take pictures with family. We didn't tell him that we were going to do a little graduation ceremony. So he came in and his grandmother started playing like the do, 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 do song. And uh, he came up and we had him come up there and we did some speeches and I told him stuff. he was the valedictorian of the class since he was the only one there, so he had to do a speech, but he didn't go for that. <laughs> Nobody else backed me up on it. Cassie gave a very moving speech, which was only mildly less moving and emotional by the fact that the previews cut on halfway into it. <laughs> previews did cut me off from like my last couple of sentences. But hey, we just yelled over it. It was good. Yeah, but it was it was actually really nice. Your parents brought him a little fake diploma. So we could do photos. I was pretty. I was pretty impressed with you coordinating that. Like, kudos to you. Like, that was like a super mom move on your part and a man apart. But I knew you mostly coordinated it. It was my coordination, Granny's help, and of course Amanda's help. So we we got that rolling. So that way he could have a graduation with his family, and also have some pretty decent pictures. It actually looks like he's being like he's graduating on a stage and stuff because of the movie theater walls and whatnot so it actually looks like he's at a real graduation turned out pretty cool and then he had godzilla and kong like i said quite better a lot a lot better than my graduation just sitting there for their hours while they read through people's names so obviously he lucked out on that one (laughs) but i think that's kind of it for chatting about stuff today so I know we're going to hop in here into a lesson, and this is actually yours. So what are we talking about today? So we're talking about why the agreements in your relationship aren't working. And I'm going to go into sort of the different places where we fall into problems with our, our agreements. And they're not necessarily the things that you automatically go to, but why they're not working and what you need to do to make your agreements work. Hello, hello. Happy Monday. I'm super excited. It's a brand new week for everybody and myself included. And I'm just really like Looking forward to going into a brand new week and just seeing what this week has to offer. And I think that that is a great place for all of us to kind of start. So I wanted to take some time and talk today about a big topic. It's a huge topic and I could probably spend hours talking about it, which is agreements not working. Okay. So We talk to folks all the time and I see folks talking in, whether it's our Facebook group, we have our relationship outside the box group, 
right? And if you haven't joined us there, if you haven't hopped in and become a member yet, you should do that. We'll put a link, right? So you can go and join us in our Facebook group. But whether it's there or it is in emails that we receive, or it is folks who hop on breakthrough calls with us. You know, we offer our free breakthrough calls with folks to dive into what's going on in their relationships and see what the best course of action is as far as them getting help. And one of the biggest subjects that pops up is agreements not working. And this is a really huge thing because when we're in our relationships and we are trying to be happy and fulfilled with our partners, having good, healthy agreements is really important, right? We need to know what those things are. And today I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about like the difference between boundaries, rules, and agreements. We have an entire video on that. I'll make sure that we link to that. (laughs) Um, So that way, if you are unclear on those things or you need some help really understanding the difference between rules, boundaries, and agreements, you can go and watch that after this. Um, We have a great video on that already. So um, I'm not going to spend time there, but just to give you sort of an idea of what an agreement is, I'm going to define it this way. It is an intentional, consensual thing that two people come to and decide is the course of action going forward until otherwise agreed not to. That is an agreement. Okay. And I put those very distinct things there, right? It has to be consensual because if we're not consenting, then it's not actually an agreement. And it has to be something that's an intentional thing. We can't just be willy-nilly with thinking that our partners are agreeing with things if they didn't actually agree to it, okay? So with that definition, we're going to go into why your agreements might not be working. The thing is, is that there is some common things that we see as coaches who work with non-monogamous folks on their relationships that happen. The first thing is this right? Is our agreements are not working and our relationship starts to suffer because of it. I feel like I can't trust you because we had these agreements and now you have to change them or I don't like that, you know, it's it's not going to be the same, right? We get comfortable or we make agreements and then we resent our partners for the agreements that we have to stick to, right? We're like, oh, I agreed to this thing and now I'm angry at you because I've made this agreement. And that's not really fair either, right? And the last thing that happens is people break agreements. And then that ends up being something that in the long haul of a relationship really causes damage because if we can't trust our partners to stick to their agreements, there really isn't any trust in a relationship, right? Our relationships are built on these agreements that we make with our partners and expect them to stick to them, right? So what do you do, right? Like, uh, what do you do when you have broken agreements? Well, first off, you need to know why they're getting, you know, broken or why they're not working to begin with. You need to know why that's happening, right? Like, why, why is it that we sit down we hash these things out. Some of you I've talked to, you know, you're like, we've sat down and we've like wrote down agreements and we spent like hours and hours and hours and hours and we're super frustrated. And guess what? We did all that and our agreements are still not working. So I'm going to go into the three main reasons your agreements are not working. 
It is something that we see across the board. It is something that we see with almost every single one of our clients. If your agreements aren't working, it usually falls into these three categories. So if you don't have a pen and paper, sit down, write this down right now. Like this is important stuff. Okay. So the first thing is you have outgrown your agreements. For some reason, all of us seem to think that if we agree to something now that it's stuck in stone forever, right? Like if I tell my partner, you know, I'm agreeing to uh, only doing dates on Thursday and Friday nights and I'll be home on Monday and Tuesday, that that is the way it has to stay forever. That's not true, right? Sometimes we outgrow our agreements. We outgrow them for a couple of different reasons. One, because our lives are forever changing, right? What happens when now Monday night you work and Thursday night is no longer free, right? Like our our lives, our schedules, the way that we interact is always changing. So if we are stagnant and stay with agreements that are no longer serving us, they're not actually working even if we're following them. That's where that resentment comes in. That's where that anger comes in, right? So the first thing to look at is, did we outgrow our agreements? Is this something that's no longer serving myself or my partner or us as a couple, right? Like, is this something that's no longer serving the people that I love and myself? Or is this something I'm sticking to purely because it was an agreement that we came to? Okay, so if... It's not serving. If it is something that you've outgrown, whether it's because of circumstance or whether it's because of who you are as a person now or where your relationship stands, it's time to take a different look. And I'm going to tell you how to like deal with agreements that aren't working. But that's the first reason why agreements don't work is that we haven't acknowledged that we've outgrown them. Number two, and this is where some of the hurt feelings come in. We were not actually clear on what we agreed to. Okay. Our agreements were not clear to begin with. So what does this look like? Maybe it's an agreement like, I promise that I will text you when I'm done with a date and I'm headed home. So that way you know that I'm on my way home. Right. And That sounds like a pretty clear agreement, but my partner goes, okay, so you're going to text me when you're on your way home. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to text you on my way home. And I text you two minutes before I'm at the door. Like there's this like two minute thing that I text you, like I'm pulling up and my partner's like, oh my gosh, like you told me you were going to text me when you were on your way home. Well, I am on my way home, right? So our agreement wasn't really clear. And I'm just using that as like a silly example, but these are where we end up getting our feelings hurt. This is where we start to feel like our partner is uh, not trustworthy or that uh, agreements don't work. Agreements don't work, right? Agreements don't work because this, this thing happened. And really what it was is our agreement wasn't clear. We didn't really think the agreement through, right? We all have different definitions for things. We all have different ideas. And when we're building good agreements, we really need to be clear with our partners, right? About what that agreement is. So what this might look like is, I will text you on my way home at least 30 minutes out so you have that time to like do whatever you need to do before I get home, right? That's a very clear agreement versus like, I'll text you on the way there. 
So that's the that's number two, the third biggest reason. <laughs> and I'm going to call a lot of you on this, okay? Is the agreement that you made, you shouldn't have ever made to begin with. And that's a hard thing to, to like eat, right? That like I made agreements and I did this thing and I need to own that I should have never actually made that agreement. And this happens because of a couple of reasons. One, we make agreements because we want to make other people happy, right? And it comes from this place of like, I love my partner. I want my relationship to work. I want to see us, you know, be happy or X, Y, and Z. So I'm doing this thing that I'm really not happy with. I'm doing this thing that I'm hoping will sometime change. My partner will sometime, you know, change later. Or I make an agreement that is actually like kind of pushing a boundary of my own, right? Like I, I'm not okay with this thing, but I'm making an agreement to make my partner happy or to try to make things work or whatever that really is actually doing an injustice to myself. And we do this all the time. And what ends up happening is, right, is we have these agreements that really are not serving us. We have these agreements that are actually counterproductive to who we are, to what we need, you know, like we have folks that we talk to who are like, I agreed to be monogamous, right? I agreed to never fall in love with somebody only to like have physical interactions with other partners. Like I made these agreements that I never should have actually made because one, it wasn't something that I should have done anyway, right? Because it's not what I want or what I need. But two, some of these things that we agree to, we can't even, we can't even agree to them, right? We can't agree that we're never going to catch feels. Like if you didn't know that, listen to me again, you can never agree that you won't catch feels. You can agree what relationship style you're going to do and what you're going to do with those feels, but you can't agree to that, right? So there's all these agreements that we make And yes, you know, someone posted, you know, like agreements and sticking to them out of obligation. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking to about, right? It's it's sticking to agreements that, you know, we made this thing and having to stay with these agreements, right? And so I want to talk to you a little bit about what we do when our clients come to us about agreements. Here's the thing, right? Like, we all get there. We all get to this place where our agreements are not working. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad poly or non-monogamous person to have agreements that aren't working. That being said, after I give you these things that you can do, there is zero reason, zero, I will say this again, absolutely zero, no reason for you to ever cheat, for you to ever break an agreement intentionally. Okay? Zero. Cheating is not acceptable, okay? Cheating is not acceptable. And I'm going to define cheating as this. Doing something that you know is outside of the agreement that you consented to without first letting your partner know that you are changing that, okay? That is what cheating is, okay? Is is breaking the rules, quote unquote. Really what it is is breaking the agreements that you made without letting your partner know and have an ability to make their own decisions and know that this is what's going forward, right? You can always change what you're going to do, but you shouldn't do before telling your partner first, okay? So just wanted to specify that there is no excuse to 
do that. There's no excuse to break your agreement intentionally or cheat on your partner. But we do come into places where our agreements aren't working. So what do you do? When you hit those three big things that I talked about, right? The, you know, outgrowing the agreement or recognizing that you weren't clear and things aren't, you know, working well. Or if you're at that place where you're seeing like, I should never have made this agreement to begin with. What do you do? So the first thing is this, and we talk to our clients about this. um, And we actually spend a lot of time with our clients building healthy agreements. We have an entire system for doing that. But the big step in this is recognizing that our agreements are living agreements. They are not something that is set in stone forever. And we should be able to reevaluate when they are not working. So that's the first thing. So if you're recognizing that you're in one of those three spots, the first thing that you need to do is reevaluate and sit down with yourself first and really think about, you know, why is this not serving me anymore? Why am I not okay with this agreement anymore? What do I need to tweak in this agreement to make me a hell yes, (laughs) right? Like, what is it about this agreement that has to change for me? Right. And then after that, going and sitting down and talking to your partner. And I'm going to use a word here. And this is a word that we use a lot. Um, You know, if you're in our Facebook group or you've worked with us as clients, you're going to hear this word a lot called charity. We need to reevaluate with charity, meaning that when we're talking to our partner about agreements, we need to sit down with them and be very clear about our needs and wants, but also be willing to hear theirs. Being willing to hear their whys and what they have to say and knowing that like we're both coming at this with good intention, right? That they're not wrong because they might have a different view on the agreement, right? That we're both here trying to make things work. That's a big, big thing, okay? So that's the first thing that you do is reevaluate with yourself and then with your partner, sit down and find out their why, find out what's going on with them. You may be surprised that the same agreement that isn't serving you isn't serving them, right? The next is, you know, while doing all this, not to have judgment, negative judgment towards your partner for having different needs or wants than you. You want to come at this from a place of, as I said, like that, that teamwork, this idea that we're trying to get both of our needs and wants addressed. And then acknowledge with love. And what I mean by that is if you're coming to a conversation needing to change agreements, acknowledge to your partner that like, you know that this is a change. Acknowledge that you know that this might be scary. Acknowledge that, you know, this might be a big thing. And 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 bring that up. Like let your partner have some feels around it, right? And give them that space and acknowledgement that like, this is something that is a change and it might be scary, but we're going to work this out together. So give that like acknowledgement and also like some reassurance, right? Like, I love you. I care about you just because I want this to change doesn't mean that I want the rest of our relationship to change or I want X, Y, and Z, right? It's really about giving that care. So If you've gone through all of this and you're like, well, you know, we have actually hit a place where there's been a broken agreement, whether it's intentional or not. Again, you should never intentionally break agreements. 
And you're at that place of it's already been broken is really sitting down with your partner. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Once trust has been broken, that is a huge process in rebuilding. Um, You know, when we work with our clients, you know, this is, this is something that takes a lot of steps, but the first one is being honest that you broke the agreement, being honest that you have, you know, uh, you, you've been, you know, either cheating or you've intentionally or even non-intentionally breaking an agreement and coming to your partner and apologizing and having an honest conversation. And if you really want to heal your relationship, it has to be from a place of what you're actually going to do because you can break trust, but if you continue to break trust, you're going to continue to ruin your relationship. That is just true. If you have already broken an agreement, or you already have done something like cheating, right, is to apologize and to be willing to talk to your partner about, you know, what happened and allow them to have that time to be hurt and angry. And that's really hard, right? Like when we are like, I'm sorry for doing this thing. I want everything to be better to allow our partners to have the space to be upset and angry. Like being upset and angry is okay. So you've done all this and, you know, you're recognizing that your agreements aren't working and this is an area where, you know, you're having difficulty. The last thing is this, don't freak out and think that you can't do non-monogamy. Don't think that you are a bad poly person. Don't throw the baby out with bathwater and be like, I'm done with this relationship recognize that agreements are one of the most important things in our relationships and one of the hardest things to do. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, as I said, we spend a lot of time with our clients. It is one of those things that we really like, you know, it is it is a large part of working with our clients is coming up with healthy agreements. And we start from a place of boundaries and what your needs and wants are and things like that. But agreements themselves is such an in-depth thing and it's so easy to mess them up. And what I'm telling you this is not to be like, oh gosh, you're never going to make good agreements, is to make you feel comfortable in knowing that like you're not struggling alone. Agreements are hard, but if you spend too much time in that limbo, you spend too much time arguing over agreements, not being able to figure them out and being frustrated or being resentful, that's where you see breakups. That's where you see relationships not work. So that's why we spend so much time with our clients learning how to build these healthy living agreements that work for them and can be changed if needed, right? So if you're recognizing that agreements are something that you're really struggling with, that it is something where you see that like when you and your partner sit down and you hammer things out, there's always difficulty around this, or there has been, you know, um, infidelity in the past or some kind of Um, breaking of agreements, and it seems like you're on that same path, this is exactly the time to reach out and get help, right? Like this isn't something that you want to continue to do on your own. So you can go ahead and go to attouchaflavor.com forward slash talk and book a call with us. And what we'll do is we'll hop on a call. Um, It's about an hour, right? And we'll dive into what's going on in your relationships. And specifically, if your agreements aren't working, we can talk to you about if you know what we offer is a good fit to help you get to a place where you have healthy you know relationship agreements where you know you're not 
ending up in these constant struggles, right? But again, I want to really just drive home that like the basis of every relationship is good, healthy agreements. And once they're broken, right, it is really hard to come back from that. But you can, right? If you have been in a place where there has been broken agreements, things like that, book a call as well. Because there's two parts now that you need to work on, which is the first is creating healthy agreements, right? So that way broken trust doesn't keep happening. And then also working on rebuilding that trust and and having that forgiveness. Like those are really big things. So um, I put that here, we'll put put it in the chat. Um, so that way you guys can, um, go ahead and book a call. Um, but again, as I said, if you're struggling with this, don't beat yourself up about it. Recognize that this is something that is hard for everybody. That is why we built a system that we work with our clients just around agreements. Um, it's because it's not easy. And particularly with how our society is built, right? Um, our society is built around this monogamous mindset, which is we get together and all the promises and all the agreements are already made, right? We're, we get married, we have kids and, you know, the agreement is, is that we're going to be together forever and we're going to buy a house and get, get, get cats and dogs and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So there isn't great models for making agreements. Um, so if you're struggling with that, again, like recognize that that doesn't say anything about you as a polyamorous person. It doesn't say anything about you as a non-monogamous person. It's saying that, you know, you are really having a difficult time knowing how to navigate this thing that doesn't really have a lot of great models. Okay. So again, if this is something you're struggling with, book a call, we'll sit down and chat. Okay. I hope that, you know, recognizing those three big reasons why your agreements aren't working is helpful to you. Um, as I, as I said, I gave you, you know, a couple of things that we right out the gate, start working with our clients with when we're having struggles with agreements and, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Thanks for listening to the touch of flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1.